You're listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, episode 46. On today's episode, Zondi and Nina return to the show to discuss April in Soju Talk music. So sit back and chill with friends. You're listening to the after show with the Soju Talk Nation. Welcome to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, a chill discussion on this month in the Soju Talk Nation. We're recording on Sunday, May 1st, 2022. Happy May, everyone. I'm your host, Crispy, and joining me this month, um, the pro gamer with a tournament coming up this week. So everyone send him your good vibes uh, because he needs to annihilate the competition in uh, the super of the smash of the brothers. One and only Zondi. Welcome to the show, sir. Yo. <laughs> yes, stunned. I know. Um, as we are all in your presence. And the stunning person herself. Um, you know, a jet setter. Um, kind of hampered recently, but you know, that's not gonna stop her. You know, she's explored the world, she's been to Korea, she's gone to music shows, she's been part she's the culture, she is the culture, everyone. The one and only, Nina. Welcome to the show. Uh, every month. <laughs> you always got something new. <laughs> you, guys, you guys just bring out the, creati- the creativity <laughs> for me. You know, I just, I just, you know, I, I don't write any of this down. It all just comes to me in the <laughs> moment. Off the cuff. You are, I like it. You are the muses of all muses. So I appreciate it. Um, uh, hi, welcome. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the show, if, if for, for all the new listeners, is uh, a monthly recap of April releases. So, you know, things that have generally come out and been promoted within the month of April 2022, um, covered on the main show. Um, we're a little bit ahead of schedule, so by the time you're listening to this, it'll be in the future. So uh, we've got some songs that we're covering that just came out. Um, but we, we're going to have fun. It's a very loose conversation. We pick our top three favorite songs. We have some alternates in case there's some overlap. Um, and we kind of just go with how we feel, how these songs have affected us throughout the course of the month or the past few days of listening to it. So, um, Or in some cases, uh, the past few minutes from listening to it. Hi. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, it's never happened before. We're going to start with, you know, the Jet Setter herself this month. Nina, hello. Um, hello. What is your number three <laughs> song for the month of April? Yeah, so we had a we had a bit of a chat pre-show here about how April was a bit of a weird month for all of us and uh, music-wise. So we'll uh, we'll see how chaotic our lists are. But uh, my number three is uh, one that I know Zondi has listened to several times, and not for the first time five minutes ago. Uh, and it's Love by Monsta X. <laughs> oh, I've listened to that song so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zondi really likes this one. Um, <laughs> well, I was, um, you know, in general, I know that um, Zondi in particular isn't uh, isn't the biggest fan of Monsta X's musical stylings sometimes, maybe. Um, but this one, this one is, uh, I, it caught me off guard because it is different from their usual style. Um, they, they definitely have their own style that, you know, you hear it and you're like, that's Monsta X. And I think this one still has that, but it's, uh, it's a bit of a different genre. It's kind of a, I'd say nineties inspired 
boy band joint. And that's what I, yeah. Yeah. As soon as that beat came in at the beginning, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to like this one. <laughs> There's a little piano riff that's um, kind of reminiscent of No Diggity. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. This is my favorite Monster X title song in a long time. I really enjoyed it. God, we are old. You and I have the same yeah. brain. I put 90s vibe R&B. Yeah. Um, I, so mm-hmm. you, you chose No Diggity, uh, Backstreet. I chose Boys to Men. So mm-hmm. I think we are still in the same R&B synth. I, I definitely heard No Diggity myself. The, you, the first you guys time I listened to it, which was definitely same. when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Not not right now today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's definitely, I'm not listening to it right now for the second time ever. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but actually let's focus on no diggity because i do love that song it's very iconic as far as the mm-hmm. 90s r&b song that was played for like two decades essentially i think even up until the late 2000s that song was very much played at uh school dances yep mm-hmm. um i mm-hmm. you know particularly I, I don't know how old i actually am but i did think i think i went to dances in 2000 um, <laughs> and i think it also just played in just like commercials a very well-known popular song if you were to ask someone what does the 90s sound like right um mm-hmm. how do you feel like kind of the rap emulates a lot of that because i think it's jew honey and mm-hmm. who's uh who's uh, i am i am yes. so they yeah. have a really uh i would say like powerful rap section as far as like that mid um after the first verse um how do you feel like they kind of incorporated that rap rap style within the smooth r&b nature of the song yeah, it's, uh, I was trying to sell my roommate on this song actually. I, because um, I, you know, I said Monstex, the new song's pretty good, and I said uh, it's it's different from the usual stuff, but uh, Do Honey in particular is still doing his Do Honey thing. <laughs> like he's going so hard. Yeah, <laughs> he's going hard in this. I feel like I am had they've always had like kind of contrasting rap styles. Um, I am's kind of like more vibey more groovy and i thought that that fit really well i like i am's verse especially um giving me all the vibes but yeah there's something about do mm. honey in particular when you hear him you're like ah oh, this is a monster x song he's kind of the uh the voice of monster x i would say yeah the very recognizable distinguishing vocal yeah presence, right um zondi so this song yeah. doesn't sound too much of a, of a monster x song right it's got it's, it's very mm-hmm. different i would say um, oh, what are some characteristics about this song that kind of separate it from what you know about Monster X? Monster X? Did I just say that? <laughs> Monster, Monster okay. X. Monster this X. This is what happens when you take a sip of coffee before you speak. This is just, <laughs> brain does not know what's happening. Um, Monster X. Um, what do you feel, how do you feel about this song differentiating itself from their previous songs? For me, the main thing that distinguishes a Monster X song Aside from, I think Jew Honey's voice is, is, and like, purely on the the audio, right? The the visual aspect is an entirely different thing. Of course, Monster X have a very specific choreo style that they like to go for. Yeah. Uh, and the main thing here is that it's really not that drop focused. It's quite melodic in in the way that it's written and the way it's, uh, you know the. The way it's written and and what the focus of the song is, it's definitely on the chorus and not the the little post chorus bit where they kind of you know go into beast mode and take off their shirts and whatever, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> you know, I mean, you can be into that. It's just that I'm not really. <laughs> um, so this is a pleasant surprise. Uh, uh, definitely still a Monster X song. Uh, part where Ju Honey fucking yells in the bridge. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it when I was talking about him earlier, but he he do be yelling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy the show. <laughs> And it's like, yes, we we're still monster X. <laughs> but I mean it didn't hold me back from liking it. I i I feel like it's been painted as though I despise everything Monster X puts out. It's just that it's not my style. Mm. Uh, but this one is a pleasant surprise to be sure. Uh it's definitely not my very raw, you know, reaction listening to it for the second time ever. <laughs> I would never do such a thing. <laughs> I always keep up with everything. <laughs> no, um, well, to be honest, like that description is fairly thoughtful for someone who's listened to it 30 times. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think you actually kind of nailed it with the melodic nature of the song. Um, and it plays kind of well with the different instruments they use. Right. Because it does pull in a lot of 90s inspiration. That saxophone is just like, yes, what decade are we in? Um, mm-hmm. And then it kind of breaks down into like this b-boy 90s section near the last third of the song. Um, but then it kind of picks back up, right, with a lot of energy and a lot of like hype to it, right? Um, so I think all of mm-hmm. that stuff like works kind of super, like really well. Um, but let's, let's talk about the kind of the visual component, right, of, of the music video. So there, the sequence suits. The sequence suits. Okay. <laughs> uh, can we start with the glitter? There is so much gold yeah. and glitter. What, what is happening? <laughs> Nina, can you help me uh, decode what is happening with with the glitter and the spotlights and uh, I don't I don't what are the I think they're being presented to us at a certain point. <laughs> I think it's yeah I think it's kind of adding on to the the retro vibes of the song a little bit. I was thinking about there's a scene at the end I think they're in the sequin suits and they have the the mic stands mm. and they're just like that is so I, I don't even know if that's 90s or even older like <laughs> I I I love it. Um, I like the aesthetics a lot in this. They're more clothed than usual, as Zondi said, but they still, uh, yeah, I don't know. They, uh, I, I really like the visuals for time I watched it, which is not usually something that I say about a Monster X video. And I feel like I I'm like, just, dra- I sound like I'm just dragging Monster X. I, 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 I do like Monster X. <laughs> <laughs> what were you I like the, the chandelier in the car park. I, thought mm-hmm. that was cool. I was like, what's it hanging on? Where is the scene? Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, oh, there's probably like a crane or something. Like, Ruin the immersion. <laughs> but I was like, wow, that's cool. No, I hate it, it when I'm not, I'm not immersed in my K-pop videos. I hate <laughs> it when that happens. I've also, um, I am has like a cane throughout the choreography. Like what's mm. the, <laughs> what's the vibe here? Okay. I don't think it's a, it's <clears throat> appropriate anymore or it's a PC anymore. But I think in the 90s or even the 2000s, uh, the phrase pimp the- cane. Yep. Is a, is a thing. Yeah. I'm not uh, using uh, it. I'm just describing it. Okay, folks on the internet. That, that was a thing. That was a thing that we said in the in the early 2000s. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I know, Zandi, you were uh, four years I'd old. I said it alone when I was two, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, two years old. You are very advanced. Totally understand. Yes. I mean, look, Zandi you're... came out the womb looking for his pimp cane. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> um but yeah that was really yeah it's just um i I love 90s inspired things you know as a 90s baby myself um and i just like they really nailed it can i say Mm -hmm. the first uh five seconds where the beat kicks in and they're all doing a little chant 
Uh, it reminded me a bit of like Brockhampton, the saturation era Brockhampton. Oh, the the beat. Yeah, something that could definitely have been on like saturation too. That uh, the, I don't. I'm not show. sure what the instrument is that comes in. It's like a synth noise. Yeah, it comes in it's over like the bass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh that's definitely yeah. it. It it definitely could have like the first five seconds and then it completely changes. But it could have definitely yeah. been in a Brockhampton song. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. God, that we went much deeper into Monster X than <laughs> I anticipated, but in a good way because I think I do really like this song. I've surprised myself mm-hmm. with how much I like this song, um, and I think it's because it touches on the '90s inspiration that um, I think we're shifting into now. Um, what, what's next? Two thousands retro? What does that sound like? Someone help me! I'm oh, gonna 2000s go further retro. into the past and go into big band jazz. That would be great. Oh. Can you guys produce something? I feel like you guys have a grasp on it. I would listen <laughs> to it. So who's sure. debuting here? I think it's Zondi. Because he's yeah. get the ensemble out. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, but also like like you said, it does retain a lot of Monster X character. Um, and mm-hmm. kind of just the way that they present themselves, the aggression of Jew Honey. Um, thank you very much. In, in some ways, a little out of place, but then the song itself pulls back into what it's going for um, musically, mm-hmm. right? Which is like how the song mm-hmm. is composed. I think that's actually a pretty cool balance, um, all things considered. Um, and then the clothedness, I think, was a little <laughs> bit more accessible for me than in past releases. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having your shirt off, but it's, yeah, you know, yeah, you just do it a lot. But, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's also a point of excess, uh, ex- excess, <laughs> where it's just yeah. like uh, it's the maybe, maybe a little too much, but like you feel like you're not the target audience. Yeah, what's well, like? Yeah. Then I can't enjoy the song. Not that I, well, no, I, enjoy is not the right word, but I, I can't focus on the song. Or it's like I'm too distracted. It's like there are some things that are happening. There are some muscles. There's some, uh, there's some shirtlessnesses. Um, it's like I'm not looking at the song, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, just a lot there. Yeah, a lot of uh, stimulation. Sim, stim, yeah, stimulus. I would say not stimulation. Stimulation. I would definitely go with stimulus there. <laughs> you are the child genius after all. You can help me here. I am a grandpa. Um, I think we're done with this song, right? Yeah, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, Zandi, I'm throwing it to you. What's your number three song for April? So for my number three song for April, I'm cheating. And I'm going <laughs> to use this as a thinly veiled excuse to talk about Luna. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number three song which is probably the song i've listened to third most this month that's come out this month is, is, is uh shake it uh, <laughs> by sister by luna uh and the the little remix joint they did on queendom uh and i think the remix was itself was i wouldn't say it was secondary to the performance but it definitely complemented it in a really nice way uh the the kind of show show she and Broadway vibe they were going for translated itself pretty well into the song uh, despite uh, uh, despite uh, like I don't know you know they don't have the voices for a show tune song right and they're, they're definitely going for a different thing and they still managed to take the instrumental they take to take the original song which is definitely uh one would categorize as a summer pop 
and take it and and shoot unify it in a way adding jazzy elements adding super um you know kind of somewhat dancey elements mostly in the instrumentation there's also slight rewrites in the melody uh that i think pull it all together really really well uh and we can talk about the performance too maybe <laughs> i i want to echo everything you said about just the way that the song was reinterpreted so again, Sistar, Summer Queens, we know them as, you know, the pop K-pop summer sound, right? This song, if you didn't know it was a Sistar song, it, you, you're you thinking show tunes, you're thinking um, the, the visual themes of the 1950s, um, a lot of the locking and the choreography, um, it all works so seamlessly well to um, recharacterize this as a Luna song. Um, and I freaking love light colored Luna. Please, why yeah. why have we gotten three years of girl crush to to just to, to get this and be like, oh yeah, they're really good at this. They're like so good at this. So um yeah, musically, kind of some pinpoints. Um uh lip, Kim Lip, great, great, yeah. great singing. So good good at singing, good job. Um Heejin, um kind of carried in a lot of ways. I think she does have some yeah. singing parts, but also just like, wow, you are a great organizer. Yeah, yeah. Um, great organizer. Um, and then I will say, if you do watch the Sage, um, watch out! Don't get too close to it because you might get cut by um, Jin Sol's chin because she's so sharp. <laughs> um, Nina, um, how do you feel about this? What the, what emotions did this evoke from you? <laughs> well, you know, as a as a seventeen fan, this was targeted at me specifically. <laughs> seventeen being the theater kids of K-pop. Um, yeah, no, when I first watched this episode, I was watching it with two of my friends and, um, we were losing our minds. Like, <laughs> I have never been so excited watching a performance. Everything about it, I think, was just perfect. Um, the, I mean, we were just talking about bringing back big bands. They've got a little bit of, a little bit of swing in the instrumental there. Um, it was so much fun. Everything about it. I, man. <laughs> Luna can really do any concept, I think, but this is definitely my favorite from them, and I feel like they had a lot of fun doing it, and they just all crushed it. Heejin, in particular, you know that girl has it. Yeah, it girl. Yeah, she's yeah. A genius. yeah, she's, I'm, yeah. I'm just convinced. She's a Stage genius, genius Heejin, for sure. Yeah, it was so cute. It was so much fun, um, and it was by far my favorite performance from Queendom so far, definitely. Same. This is my number one yeah. so far. This yeah. is my number one Luna performance. Oh. Period. <laughs> I mean, honestly, just just the way that they kind of recontextualize like our thoughts of what our direction of where Luna was going, um, just really hopes that <laughs> that Blockberry will see this and be like, "Yes, we are done with Girl Crush for the time being." <laughs> Please. Three years of this. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, guys, three yeah. years <laughs> of the same oh, yeah. song, three times. Yeah. <sighs> Man, um, one other thing about the group itself. Uh, well, actually, more of a question. Uh, I am not the biggest orbit. Well, I, I'm a decent orbit. I just don't know details sometimes, and I forget these things. Who is the leader of this group? I think I know, but I just want to confirm. <laughs> Hassle, it's hassle, but right? um, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it's technically yeah. no one. Yeah. Okay, good. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, I don't think there's an. 
it's, actual it's, leader? It's but... probably Hustle or like... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's Hustle or... Officially, Eve. on the profile, it's Hustle, but we're yeah. joking. Um, In the scene in Queendom when they're deciding... I think it was when they were deciding the performance order and they were sending out the leaders from each group, but it was Heejin. It was Heejin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Who was, who was okay. not even one of the leaders of the sub <laughs> Okay, good. I, I thought I was losing my mind, too. I was like, yeah. did I miss something in like their infinite number of lore videos <laughs> that were released ever? Um, I think I think after Hassel had um, an extended hiatus, since she's come back, she's really stepped back a, a bit, I find. You know, she's kind of... Mm-hmm been pretty low-key um yeah it, it if you vibe wise <laughs> there's not really a leader yeah and if, if you were gonna pick one watching you would probably say heejin or eve yeah i would say I <laughs> um, um shout out to eve and her tearaway clothes yeah eve was great in this performance shout out to chwery <laughs> at the end when she does her little thing it was so cute <laughs> it, was, it was really cute and and she looked like she had more fun on stage than she has in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, that's just really nice to see. Yeah. Chu feels like everything we know about her show and her personality <laughs> is actually being presented to us in music again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, this is what you you're you're like with um you know being yourself and awesome. I, for some reason I cannot think of her song. What is her song? Heart attack. Heart attack. Yes, a heart attack. Yeah, I'm so stupid. Just like one yeah. of the greatest songs of all time. I, yep. mm-hmm. I can hear it. I forgot the title. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Chew getting pulled across the uh, the bar with the yeah that was sick. With the sheet was was great. Tablecloth. They they definitely did a lot of magic in the performance. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there. Stage and I was like, crafting. wow, that was magic. It was just like the chandelier, and but I was never taken away from it. You're never questioning if there was a ring. I was just like, she was just sliding. And she <laughs> can do it. This is real. Go on, really good at changing clothes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She's got like a magic wand. She's like a, the Sims character creator. Ah <laughs> oh, man, yeah, we were we're just gushing over this performance. Um, yeah, I think this is definitely is part of K-pop consciousness for the month of April. Uh, like all jokes aside, I think it's very important that this is kind of a touch point for a lot of people because Queendom represents girl groups, right? Um, and I think that's probably why the sh- girl groups have been a little bit slower this month because I think a lot of focus, and rightfully so, um, companies have seen is on this show. Um, and you know, Luna doing a stage like this, really grabbing the attention of everyone, either internationally or locally, um, is I think it's it's overall good for K-pop. So if something like this does get traction, if you, we talk about it glowingly, I think, and I hope that other people will um, explore it as well. There are many stages. The song is on Spotify. Listen to it. Um, it's great. I have not stopped listening to it. The girls sound amazing. The <laughs> choreo is amazing. It's so fun. Uh, 10 out of 10. I, I just haven't had that much fun watching a K-pop performance in a long, long time. Yeah, that's how and I I'm, felt too. I'm, I'm upset and salty that it didn't win. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll save. We, we have a spot for that. We, we got this. Mm. They'll tease for the audience. But yeah, we, we got some Queen discussion later. All right. Uh, I guess it's my turn. Um, mm-hmm. So I do have Monster X on my list. Um, actually, I actually had it at two. That's how much I like. Oh. That's crazy. I just, what yeah. is happening to me? I like girl groups. Um. My number three is a recent song came out 
this past week. It is Moonbill with Cheese in the Trap. Um, this song is super fun. Uh, I feel like Moonbill right now is transitioning into just being more of a character of kind of the Mamamoo cheese that I think we're all accustomed to. I think initially when she did a lot of her solo stuff, she was doing the rap dark concept which works in the sense that she is kind of the rapper of the group um it fits like visually what she is and what she's all about but her having fun makes a lot more sense to me so the music video takes place in high school she's not a high school person she's doing a high teen concept fine i'm over it i'm good because it's it's done playfully right um, the song itself kind of evokes like Taylor Swift e vibes, so there is a little bit of pop rock, a little bit of pop punk into it. Um, and the story goes, it's a very familiar story that everyone has has seen over the course of the uh, hundreds of decades that you and I have been around, Nina. Um, you know, the nerd girl, you know, lacks confidence, is shy, you know, looks through her her locker and just doesn't really know what she's all about. She pulls out cassette tapes because, you know, this is the era that we're in. And she transforms into this confident rocker girl, which, again, all, a lot of very familiar tropes. But because it's Moonbill doing it and we kind of know the cheese element of, of Mamamoo, to me, it works really well as far as like showing a different color to her. Um, Zondi, did you watch this? Did you listen to this yes. song? Oh, yes. I did. We get Before this. today. We did which it. Which is insane. <laughs> uh, thoughts, feelings. Uh, yeah, this is it. It it uh, it pulls on the Mama Muchis, and I'm not too big on the Mama Muchis myself, so it didn't really. It's not for me, right? I'm not the target audience for this. I kind of watched through it, and I was like, "This song is fine. It's pop punk, cool." And I was just looking at the music video, like she's 29. Why is she doing high teen concepts? <laughs> she's 29. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, she's a ninety-two. So Solar is almost like mid thirties. Is what you're telling me? Because she's older. Something like that. Yeah, she's older. I think Solar's right? ninety-one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That uh, changes my brain, but it's fine. Go so on. I, Go I was on. kind of watching, just you know, the the entire time thinking about the you know age appropriateness or lack thereof of everything, but I was like, you know, it's fun if you like Mama Moo, you like the the their little fun cheesiness, you'll be a fan. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't for me. I wasn't too big of a fan myself. So that's why I tried to give it more chances, but it just didn't hit me. Yeah, no, I I appreciate the perspective because that like changes some things in my head. Um, I still enjoy the song, but man, she's twenty nine. Okay, cool. Um, Nina, um, also being a fellow old person, how do you feel about a ninety uh, a twenty nine year old doing a high teen concept? <laughs> I mean, I think you were right that she's being kind of tongue-in-cheek about it you know she's not seriously expecting us to uh think that she's a high school student <laughs> it's oh, yeah. the whole thing's kind of playful and fun but yeah it is always a little weird to see um older idols in school uniforms you know like it's like okay guys let's move on <laughs> I, this song though um this is probably like when moonbill first her first solo song i think it was called eclipse and she was, it was like a full boy group song. Like it felt like a dark EXO song. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> I was not a fan of that on her. Um, this, I, this was probably my favorite solo um, outing from Moonbill, I would say. Um, I love anything that's like pop punk. You know, in the early 2000s, I was 
Avril Lavigne, Simple Plan, Good Charlotte, you know. <laughs> that was my elementary school life. Uh, quick quick um, question, quick interruption. Did you listen to Something Corporate? Yes! Okay. Oh my the, god, they, I was just talking about Andrew McMahon to Zondi yesterday. Zondi was like, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, I god. love them. They are like the sleeper of like, people forget to talk about them. Because I also think that the name of their group is just like so hard to talk to people who oh don't my god, know yeah. who they are. Yeah. I um, They have a song called Constantine. It's like nine minutes long. I, I used to just play it on piano everywhere I went. Like, that was my... <laughs> when my first boyfriend dumped me when I was 14, I just laid on the floor and listened to that on repeat. First yeah, of all, something we, gotta, we have to unpack the, the 14-year-old heartbreak of Nina. And second of all, you play piano? Yes, yes, I do. I uh, I played for many, many years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're just digging into some really deep yeah. stuff right now today, guys. Before the show, we talked anyway, about we had therapy. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> but that's funny that you brought up something corporate because I was just talking about the lead singer uh, to Zondi the other day, and he had no clue. So I love that. I yeah, love that you know something corporate. Yeah. Um, so how does this song evoke kind of that pop punk vibe of the two thousands? Because I think if we're, if we're talking about retro two thousands, this can capture it, but this captures it in a so a totally different way, right? Where I think mm -hmm. it's just changed changing the genre of pop music into like pop punk. Um, how do you feel like Moonbill captures that within her character of what you know about, what you know of her? Yeah, she's always like, she's sort of been the tomboy member, I guess, of Mamamoo. Um, kind of silly and I, I just random offside. I love her look in this music video, the hair and makeup. I think she looks stunning. Uh, it's a really good look for her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think it's fun and goofy. And uh, I think it suits her a lot better than the, the serious boy group. <laughs> um, she looks like she's having fun. I'm having fun. It's it's great. Good stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, not to say that the, her her previous looks and styling choices don't f suit her because they did, right? Because mm -hmm. she she does. Mm -hmm. She's a tomboy, um, kind of going to the that gray area of androgynous, but in some ways not but i don't know she she still has a very like feminine quality to herself even if she's doing like full-on like pantsuits and stuff i mean queendom she <laughs> killed it but and she was just in the whole like pantsuit and did all the like, hard choreography uh, that you wouldn't typically see of like a girl group um but she has like this element where she can kind of go back and forth where it's like this she's in a freaking like high teen like skirt like outfit but at the start and it's like wow that suits you very well I, I I like this. I am um I I feel like you are a very attractive person. Great hair as well. And then she flips into like the the rocker look where it's like, oh, it's kind of edgy, but still like has a lot of feminine qualities. Um, but still it's like this also works, it also fits. So it's and I think she's just a very unique um I don't wanna like objectify her as like a, a piece of like fashion iconography to like mold, but she's fitting into a lot of different uh, fashion concepts um, that I feel like have not been explored in the past with her and I'm curious as to why but I'm happy that they're doing it now because she does she can do a lot of things like just like visually as just a I don't know like a fashion icon in a way um, yeah no a lot of, I, I am very surprised that we we're talking so uh, lovingly about the past with with this uh, episode today <laughs> thanks guys you guys are the best God, I got some 90s got some 2000s yeah right. poor zondi has no idea what we're talking about uh, wasn't even <laughs> born yet um he was just ready to come out the womb and say give me my pimp cane <laughs> i listened to good charlotte and avril lavigne in my time okay okay plan. good charlotte yeah, yeah. Uh, those... simple plan uh canadian 
Tobacois. Good, good Canadian boys. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Uh, I think we're up back to Nina. Hello. Yes. Uh, number two um, song of the month. Yeah. My number two actually surprised me. When I was going through my list, I didn't think, I didn't even know if this one was going to make it, but then when I really thought about April, it uh, ended up number two, and it's uh, Love Dive by Ive. Yo, um, that's my number two as well. Dude! <laughs> the So for both Eleven and Love Dive, actually, the first time I listened to them, I was kind of meh. Like, I was like, okay, that was nice, I guess. But for both of them, they just got stuck in my head, and I just kept coming back. And um, the course in particular of Love Dive, I, I think is really, oh really nice. Oh my god, narcissistic, but god. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, I, man, it's, uh, it just, I, I feel like I like it more every time. And every time I listen to it, it gets stuck in my head for a full day. Um, the pre-courses with the ooh, and the aesthetics and the music video. I just think I've have really, or Starship has really just carved out a perfect concept for I've. Um, it's presented really well and you know exactly what they're going for. They're, you know, rich high school students that will probably bully you and they're serving. I, <laughs> it's this music video, it, it looks rich. They look rich in this mm-hmm. music video <laughs> and they love themselves and they're not going to talk to you. Um, oh, I have yeah. so much, but I'm going to throw to Zondi first because I okay. want to okay. hear Zondi. Zondi, um, how do you feel about yes. Ive being characterized this way? And the fact that it does feel like Starship has a very clear idea of how they want to portray Ive and, and the members, specifically um, Eugene and Wanyang kind of being front and center, but also kind of giving a lot of love to the other members. So I feel like there's, there's a lot of good balance, but then also you know that Eugene is, is good at K-pop. <laughs> Yeah, I think Starship are—they've set the bar high in the past with Gravity, but they—they're just raising it further here with how they're handling post-produced groups, right? I feel like they're definitely the most successful by far in terms of translating them to a group environment. Uh, we'll see how things go, like this coming week or whatever. Less Seraphim is happening, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think characterizing it this way. This the 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 concept that they're very clearly pushing here is I mean I mean it's working, right? <laughs> <laughs> Above all it's working. Uh I I obviously I'm gonna have my worries about there's like fucking fifteen year old kids and these are pretty mature concepts and moments. Yeah. But uh I the music is well, Love Dive at least. I, I was, I'm still not too huge on Eleven. I like. I think it's good, but um, I think Love Dive is crazy. I think it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, on my first listen, I was like, I already liked it more than Eleven. <laughs> like Nina said, I've only liked it more and more each time. Uh, it's it's kind of got the same similar energy in the in the ooh part uh, <laughs> as as Real Love last last month, where we talked about. I was kind of like felt felt almost celebratory while being very clearly melancholy. Like it's like a, like it's yeah. I don't know. Just like the the place they put it in the chord progression is really really. I don't know. It's almost triumphant, and they've got confetti everywhere, and they're they're belting, and it's great. I I think it's really good. And again, narcissistic, but but God, I love it. It's so good. It's so good. 
It's just one. It's such. It's one of the most like earwormy single lines in K-pop in recent memory. You guys said a lot of great things. Um, <laughs> I surprisingly love this song as well. Um, surprising in the sense that I am just not a big fan of. Well, I didn't connect with Eleven, but that way. I mm-hmm. couldn't get over the fact that yes, they are teenagers and they are talking about you make me feel like eleven, and however you want to interpret that. Um, <laughs> the writer of the song is um, a Western lady, an English speaker, and she did a TikTok where she sang the original lyrics that she had composed for the song. Uh, that that is not for children. Oh yeah, the original demo versions of songs, the lyrics in them can be real bad. Have you heard the demo? Sorry to sidetrack. No, have you heard the demo version of Four Walls? No. Specifically yes. targeted at Nina. Oh yeah. my god! If you yeah. haven't, please listen to it. It's fucking <laughs> awful. The, the lyrics in that. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. They go now. These four walls uh, got me in a friend zone or something like that. <laughs> that that sounds rough. God. Oh, that's some PTSD. Yeah, tell us right Adrian there. McKinnon, who's written many beautiful, wonderful K-pop songs. Also wrote that. Oh, man. Well, with, with Ive, I, it's always been a barrier for me to kind of get over the fact that they are children and they're being portrayed a certain way. But I feel like this song and this music video kind of flips that where it's age appropriate. And I do get the same sense that you got, um, Nina, where um, we're rich, where the cool kids don't talk to us. Um, they mentioned on the show Y2K Gen Z. Uh, I will pull this back even further. This is a 2000s episode today, guys. Uh, Gossip Girl <laughs> is yep. all the vibes. This is Blair yep. Waldorf at her peak. All all <laughs> these members are just like, yeah, you know, we own this mansion. Someone in our family is rich enough to have a lawn this big, and we're going to have a party, and none of you are invited. And then we're going to post about it on social media, so then you are jealous, and we all are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the music itself, there is an element of it that I think it just so in addition to like the chorus and the head tilt, so much head tilting um, there. It, it's very subtle, but there is a vocal fry that a lot of the members kind of end their lines with um, specifically one young at the end of the first chorus. So she comes uh, at the end of the first chorus. It's, it's her section. She has a vocal fry to her voice. I'm just like, where am I? I I'm getting bullied. This is so scary. Um, and then I look up. It's this, this child's face. It's just like looking at me. Um, my question for you, Nina, is is this a song that you would hear in 2000s in Forever 21? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They probably would have played this one on the playlist. <laughs> you know, on the... We were talking about how um, Heejin from Luna is a is a genius. He's a stage genius. I think Wan Young genius in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just overall genius. Wan Young, I think, is a stage genius, and she's still developing. She hasn't reached her final form. Crazy. Uh, when she reaches her final form, mm-hmm. it's going to be terrifying. Like yeah. she's yeah, <laughs> she's a child right like now, Kiza. and it's already kind of scary. Um, yeah, Wan Young scares me. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, she, she, although I do like the song. So overall, I like this yeah. kind of vibe where it's uh, EDM-ish, kind of dark, mischievous, but it's very up to date. 
I'd say it's still pretty mm. modern. It, it doesn't make me feel like I'm listening to like Alice DJ. That's another '90s res- uh, reference. Um, yeah, it doesn't think, uh, it doesn't sound dated at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like um, you talked about Forever Twenty One. I feel like almost it could kind of it almost in moments sounds like the climactic parts of Melodrama, the album by Lord. Mm. Uh, at least in terms of the vibe, maybe not quite entirely, but the atmosphere is really similar to that. It, you know, it feels like at the end of a super druggy high teen like movie coming of age movie where everyone's like super high or something i don't know and, and they're at this <laughs> euphoria i'm just <laughs> gonna okay, say yeah, sure euphoria let's go with you i've not watched euphoria but sure let's go with euphoria. <laughs> yeah maybe not it quite feels like it could be in euphoria you yeah, gotta watch euphoria i love the it, first so. season is art the second season uh... <laughs> So I will admit I didn't watch the second season because I you don't need to. I was told yeah. to to wait. Yeah, and now I'm waiting. Still. Let let the let the first season exist on its own. <laughs> Would be my advice. Um, <laughs> well, my question for you now, Nina, is who in this group is Rue, and who in this group <laughs> is um, what's his what's her name? I don't think any of them are Rues. I think they're all Maddies. Got it. Okay. Um, for those who don't know the show, check out the show and let, let us know what you think. Which characters are which members of I Only watch it if you're above the age of 18. Yeah, it's even though it's about teenagers, it's not for teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good way to put it. Um, My final note on the song is uh, Wonyoung has a whisper part near the end. Again, she will destroy us when her final form arrives, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though it feels like she's doing that now. I am just so conflicted. It's like, I have to like, remember it's like separate, just, mm-hmm. you know, just let it's it gonna be. It's going to be the, uh, the third impact from Evangelion. Um, this is a nineties <laughs> episode today, guys. We're just every nineties reference possible. Such a weave. <laughs> anyway. If I, could, if I could have a final word. Well, yes. I love the way they use silence in the song. Like just the little pauses before the it it really uh, really helps to accentuate the big explosion of sound that happens in your ear in the chorus. It's mm. really really well done, I think. And um, when going for this kind of really impactful post-chorus or you know chorus, I think it's really important that. To have that kind of dynamic change, like dynamic range, in this case, I'm I mean dynamic in terms of volume, like t- taking everything out and then chucking it all at you makes it hit a lot harder for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that really well said. I I agree with the the way that they, um, like you said, like you silence, um, and it really plays with the tempo of the song, right? Because I think it does trend in that very mysterious, um, really, I, I I hesitate, but it does make you feel like desire, right? Like you're like desiring to be part of their social group, part of their circle, really tries to pull mm-hmm. you in. And then those pauses is like, no, stop. You're not allowed because we are too cool. And it's just like, oh yes, I, I feel that as well in the music. So man, yeah, this, this song is good, man. It's just like in, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, no, surprised me a lot. Um, speaking of dynamic, impactful people, Zondi, what is your number two song of April? Oh god, I got him. Oh no, it's Love Dive. Yeah, my, that was, so, <laughs> we talked about Love Dive. Uh, 
Let me get out one of my alternates. Jeez. Um. Uh. Oh God. You know what? I'm gonna throw it to Crispy. Crispy, what's your number two song of April? Thanks, host Zondi. All right, no problem. I got you. All right, my number two song um, was Monster X, um, and I did just mm-hmm. go through Moonbill. So I'll go through an alternate. Oh man. Okay. We're just we're gonna do this because I think we just need to bring in old folks. So right. Onu with Dice. Mm. Uh, oh my god, I skipped over that one. Yeah, uh, you know, I it th- th- it feels like it was a lifetime ago that that song came out. So I mm-hmm. went back and revisited this weekend. Man, it it's it holds up in in an interesting way. Okay, so I, I say that very vaguely. So in the sense that it doesn't have like the punch that they mentioned on the main show, right? It doesn't like, really capture you. But what it's supposed to be doing, as far as being a very quirky, weird like visual concept paired with a very mellow musical. Um, direction and also specifically with his tone and the way that he sings really pulls in all like the retro feel of what shiny is known for so it's like oh this is all kind of works for me um the song itself i think it's a very nice um i wouldn't want to say to the extent of background music but it really just like it's very easy listening if you like that type of genre right easy listening Mm -hmm. within that retro genre right um but the music video is what kind of really made it memorable for me because I really like weird, quirky things as far as <laughs> like uh, being in a hotel and some Squid Game vibes, but also multiple realities. And then this girl that you that you think you're saving is actually the one saving you. Um, and then there's a dice um, that that is symbolic of something. Um, you know, taking chances, rolling the dice. You see different forms of dice. You see the regular six sided one, um, and then at the end there's a D8. It's like, well, what are we playing here? I want to play this Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Please let me in. Um, <laughs> overall, just a really fun experience. I think that is kind of where I land with it. Um, maybe not a song that is super memorable, but I think for K-pop purposes, it's important to have these songs to kind of shake things up, considering sometimes it's it's very... Everyone does the same concept too often, right? So I think for me, uh, really fun, catchy, bright. You know, it's lively. Um, and then we have some weird experimentation with some lemons and chainsaw people. I talked about the music video a lot. Nina, help mm. me out. How did you like the song? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, the music video is great. I love the, I guess, the color grading or I don't know. The the color is really pop um, and that makes it really memorable, I find. Um, talking about old people after this recording i'm going to my parents for my brother's birthday and my brother was born in 1989 and onu was born in 1989 and uh when i look at this guy i can't believe he's as old as my brother (laughs) that's crazy to me he looks very youthful especially in this music video with his freckles and yeah um the song itself it's you know you're it's it's nothing new there's nothing outstanding about it um it's very summery Definitely summer vibes. It's nice to start to hear those summery vibes songs roll in, you know. <laughs> um, and Oni's voice, obviously, is what makes it stand out because he's a very good singer. Um, I had something else I was going to say. Oh, I was just talking about the um, Shiny have always had a theme in their solo naming. And they all end with Isu in Korean. So we had like Ace, we had Bass, 
from Jong Hyun. We had choice from, and I, I love the fact that Onu is continuing that <laughs> with Dice. Yeah, it, it's it's very cute. Uh, just a nice little homage to each other. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a, it's a fun song. It's like, I I don't know if I'm gonna come back to it that much in the future, but it if it comes on, I'm not gonna skip it. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Yeah, hundred percent. It's one of those fun songs that it's uh, it gives you a timestamp of. 2022 it's like this is where we're mm-hmm. at in april it's like you know kind of fun light um and if it's on a 2022 playlist at the end of the year i am just pleasantly surprised when it comes on for sure um zondi uh what do you how do you feel being surrounded by uh 35 40 <laughs> 50 year olds 60 year olds um all the time today uh you know i i tend to spend the most of my time around people my age but you know, when I look at my screen and I see Unyu, he looks like he's he could totally be attending my university. <laughs> I can't believe that guy is 33 years old. Uh, again, I've just listened to the song. Uh, and which is shameful for me because uh, Shiny is my favorite boy group. Uh, I mean, I, I, I can do nothing but agree with everything you guys have said. Uh, Unyu's voice is good. Music video is really cool. Uh, I like the choreo. I think it's fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, you t- totally. tiny good, tiny very good. Um, kind of a kind of a high high end question. God, high concept mm-hmm. question. A big big high picture level. question. That's where I was going. Um, you know, Shiny had their comeback last year as a group. Um, and then mm-hmm. our our lovely Taemin, you know, is you know, doing his his duties. <laughs> Um, crazy to me <laughs> insane um, isn't Taemin 15 like what <laughs> actually what happened right? there I think there's some um, child labor laws being broken yeah. here with him going to the military so soon although this is Zani since you know Shiny is your favorite group how do you feel like um, they're they're what, what do you feel like their direction is right now as far as you know slowly introducing us to um, solos you know, kind of in preparation, kind of in waiting for Taman to return. I think they're just kind of biding their time, right? They're, they're waiting. They've got Onyu. is going to be releasing stuff. Key's definitely going to be releasing stuff. The other two guys are probably just going to be, I mean, they're doing their thing, right? Uh, maybe you might see a Minho solo. Who knows? I think that'll be funny. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, they are... Definitely, they've they've given themselves a concept that all of them are seem to be working. You know, they're all kind of branching out from the shiny sound. Uh, Bad love, in particular, is a slight departure. It's slightly more retro, but I'd, I mean, you could, you could release that under the shiny name, and I believe it. Right? Mm-hmm. They they definitely are still all of them. Even Timin, when when he's doing a solo stuff, all of them are kind of still working off of the shiny branding in some way. Uh, and, I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, it's shiny, they're great. Uh, so, I, to answer your question, I would say, yeah, I mean, they're just probably going to be releasing stuff. Uh, um, <laughs> he, he's, he's popular now, so that's great. So. He's so popular. It's, it is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Bad <laughs> Love was definitely a stopped on song last year. I don't think anyone slept on it. I think it was really well received. <laughs> it's uh yeah, deserved on Key's part for sure. Yeah. He's a star. Yeah. 
that. That's one of the songs where I feel like I should have listened to that song more when it came out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's do it now. Was, I'm just like, holy crap, what the fuck? This is good. That was High Art by Key. Right? The music, oh, the music and, video. And the performances are so good for that. If you've mm. not watched them, they're so good. Yeah. Uh, I like, love the way Key owns the stage. He's so good. Yeah. He definitely has a presence that you forget existed in K pop, and you're like, oh, that's right. You're so good. Shout out to you, Key. Um, yeah, this turned into a shiny episode, which I love because Onu, Dice, gotta shout him out because I think that was just a really memorable experience for me in general. Um, even even if the song may not be like a top tier amazing song, um, I think it works as far as if you just throw it onto a retro playlist. All right, we're returning to you, Zondi. What is your number yeah. two song of the month? Oh no, I threw it to you. <laughs> Are we going back to me? Passing. You need a number two. You need a something. You need a something. My number two is Love Dive by Ive. <laughs> all right uh, well, well um, we, can, we can flip back to the top then. we can let's start to nina yeah. i mean if you need me to throw i um, I, I have i have about four songs that i've written notes on that i don't i've listened to about once that's <laughs> all right well we'll we'll call an audible we'll flip it to nina um and you know you'll give us our your the number one song of the month and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll go from there you know it's just one of those days you know may 1st welcome hi new month welcome <laughs> Well, as you guys know, um, I would never be biased in my choices, and I'm always 100% impartial, um, which is why my number one song is, of course, Darling by Seventeen. <laughs> um, I know, you know, it's a pre-release. It's not a, it's not a title track, and heard a lot of people say it, it didn't have much of an impact on them. Um, truth is, I just really like Seventeen a lot <laughs> and you know it's 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 at the point where if they do something i like it more because it's them so i you know <laughs> i can't speak rationally on this song um <laughs> speak with your heart let it all out yeah Nina. as usual it's it. very difficult for me to talk about 17 because i'm delusional um <laughs> it's it's a, just a it's a very nice spring song um we've got the anti-drop again which at this point is like a signature from woozy um my dude loves an anti-drop but the build-up leading into the course before that anti-drop i think is so beautiful um it just makes you feel like you're soaring and everything about this song is just so cute and lovely and it puts a smile on my face every time i listen to it uh <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't think you know even the people who think that maybe it's just uh it's a bit boring or something i don't think you can say it's a bad song you know <laughs> it's a nice listen um maybe a little bit weird that it's all in english uh we were talking a little bit before the show this was written by bumzu and woozy of course who work on every 17 song ever and um Hyun of monotree who is one of my favorite k-pop production teams of all time and uh shannon or songyeon of pristine um which is kind of funny to me because and and i've said this about shannon songs in the past she's from california uh she's an english speaker but oftentimes her english lyrics there's just something a little bit awkward about them <laughs> sometimes the flow is a little bit like nothing's incorrect i would say um it's but maybe a, it's a bit awkward yeah Sometimes, like, the way that the phrases flow or something, it's just a little bit... There was a few, you know, I, I don't think... Yeah. Um, 17's English is fine. It, it's not the worst. Um, but I definitely had to look up the lyrics to be like, what did they just say? A couple times. <laughs> um, 
but you know, I, I love to turn my brain off when I'm listening to music, so it doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's nice. The music video, um, some people are looking for a deeper meaning. All I can say is with 17, there's almost never a deeper meaning. They just, uh, they're just giving you visuals. Um, so don't think too much about it. I might stand 17 just for that reason. Thank you for clarifying. Um, yeah, because again, like music videos like this, where it's like, oh, so much symbolism. Is there a lore? Is there something connected no. to it? I'm no, just, 17 does not have lore. Um, they, Pletus knows they're good looking and they're like, here's your good looking guys. They're doing some stuff. And yeah, <laughs> I, they're currently releasing teasers for the album. And um, people are trying really hard to find patterns symbolisms i'm like guys i gotta tell you don't waste your time <laughs> it's platos <laughs> that is perfect for me i freaking love it um my question for you zondi is would you drink tequila with 17 oh for sure they seem like the super fun dudes from the three variety shows that i watched that you know made me watch <laughs> um, how do you feel like with the anime vibes in this music video and song um yeah well, you know, I've, I've, first of all, the first two times I watched this music video, which was definitely on the 15th of April when it was released, <laughs> I, I I was very surprised, first of all, that it was in English, uh, <laughs> because I didn't hear it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the anime vibes, bad question for me, I don't watch anime, but... Uh, the, I like uh, I like the styling. I really like their outfits in this. I think, like, uh, especially when they're in the field, just like the the light colors, the pastel colors, and the wearing, super cozy. Uh, they just look like they're always having fun. Just really nice about seventeen. <laughs> um, one thing is, this song. I mean, you can call it boring. There's this moment at the end where they got like some crazy synth chords i know exactly what you're talking about and i really want that to be a whole song (sighs) it's almost like um yeah it's like Uh, they're they're teasing you mm because there's that that chorus where like it kind of drops out and it's empty and then they they hit you with that guitar and synth and And then then you're like oh well where's the big chorus and that's an anti-drop and that's how i'm actually disappointed (sighs) ah woozy yeah (laughs) a little guy woozy um woozy has been front and center a lot um his song please remind me ruby Ruby. Nailed it. I know 17. <laughs> um, surprisingly memorable song for me. Music video. Um, just the way there's some rock incorporated to it. But I think you'll also get a lot of the character of Woozy if you don't know who he is. Because uh, that definitely has stuck in my brain as far as 2022 music, right? Um, he has a, a centerpiece point in the music video where it's like, yes, I know him. He's good at stuff. Um <laughs> And I think everything you said about kind of the the dreamlike uh, airiness of the song and music video, um, th- th- again, this to me is is anime. It's a Makoto Shin- Shinkai movie. Uh, it is a uh, Weathering with You. It is a. <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, it is Your Name. Uh, Red Wumps, I think, is, is the uh, guy that they have doing guy group. I forget if they're just a musical project that does the OSTs for um, his movies, but. Yeah, I get a lot of that. Um, and I'm now that you mentioned that it's a uh, pre-release, I think mm-hmm. it's very important to remind a lot of people because songs like this should be a pre-release, hundred percent. Like, if if you if if your pre-release is this super crazy banger of a song, then 
the expectation for the actual song is either uh, inflated or um, you, you then have to question like, what is the company doing putting out two songs that are like jockeying for your attention, right? I think you have a song like this that is a pretty good balance of what I hope to be a more impactful title track. Um, and I think this is a really nice uh, appetizer, right? It's a nice little pa- palate, you know, palate cleanser to get you ready for some new 17. Um, also just big budget for something that's a pre-release. So <laughs> they got that high money. They got that high money now. Right? <laughs> I'm like thinking about the music video. It's like the yeah. production budget is like an actual movie. It's like, what? This is not even their song they're promoting. So shout out to them for, for having all that. Yeah, um, I guess that was two years ago now. Before Left and Right, they released uh, My My as a pre-release, which is also just a similar, like, just kind of light and fluffy. <laughs> hey, look, 17 are back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one question for you as a 17 fan. Is that, has, has that been their strategy? Um, and do you feel like it's worked um, over the course of the time that they've been doing it? Yeah, I mean, 17 has always done... Um, they've given us a lot of different concepts. You know, people tend to know them for their more bright concepts um but they've done a lot of different things and i think just dropping like a little pre-release with this with this fresh style because i have a i'm getting a strong vibe that the comeback is going to be quite a bit darker the actual title track um so i just think it's nice to remind everyone that they uh they can do it all you know (laughs) it's a good it's a good reminder because i i did appreciate the song actually when i went into it i was like oh they're doing some pretty cool stuff um I think also because I knew it was a pre-release, I my expectations for, for it were just like not to the degree of I think people who would have been caught by surprise with a song like this, right? So also, Uji looks so cute doing that choreography. It's insane. Yeah, for real. You know, they angle the shot in a way where they're trying to put them all in the oh, same that's plane. So good. It's so funny every time to watch a 17 music video and look out for the camera tricks they do to make Uzi not look so goddamn short. Right? But then it's like, oh, but you are just like five foot zero. Like, and the thing is, 17 overall are actually a fairly tall group. Um, so it's it's uh, <laughs> it's tough out there yeah, to be 164 centimeters. Yeah, this little guy just keeps chugging along. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But in a weird way, I think that that helps like center and like catch your eye for. What oh yeah, a lot is. of people yeah. have you know they they catch interest in seventeen because they're like, who's this cute little guy? So yeah. <laughs> he's a stand attractor for sure. Yeah, so definitely, definitely, kind of working to their advantage in a lot of ways. So you know, shouts to Uji, Uzi, Uji. I don't, I can't speak today. Well, Uji in Korean, but you know, yeah. Uzi. <laughs> yes, like, I am fluent, so all of my languages are mixing together. Yes. Yeah. As we know. As we know. All right. Um, Nina, I, I'll give you the last thought. Close this out. How, how <laughs> do you feel about 17 and what are your hopes for the title track? Oh, gosh. How do I feel about 17? <laughs> how long do you have? Um, we're doing a 10-hour podcast today. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm very excited. They're, uh, they're giving us a full-length album this month, uh, their fourth full-length. So, you know, this just... Uh, it got me hyped up. I'm hyped. <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, it just, you know, they're seven years into their career now. Their seventh anniversary will be this month. And uh, they still feel, you know, the same as always. They've just re-signed their concept contracts for an additional three years. Um, and it just, you know, feels better than ever to be a carrot. <laughs> All right. 
uh, like the cake for the smoothie <laughs> clarification. Zondi, uh, speaking of sweet cakes, um, uh, what is your uh, number one song? I can't even keep a straight face. What is your number one song of April? That was a very clean transition, Crispy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a professional. Seamless as it gets. My number one song, I actually think, rethinking, thinking about it now, I probably would have put Left Eye from number one if I were to remake my list now. But uh, I, I have Dreamcatcher in my zone. That's oh. my number one song. I'm so happy you brought uh, it up. Thank you. Yeah, I, I like the song a lot. I like Dreamcatcher. I like what they bring to K-pop. I think the song itself was good. Uh, I thought it was really good. I thought the music video was a bit weird. I thought the lyrics were a bit kind of cringe. But, uh, I thought the song itself was good. Does it, it like save like, my oh. home in the jungle? or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, the whole thing about it, the, the reason why I wouldn't put it number one if I were to redo my list is just because... When I think about the song itself, most of this, most of my thoughts just go into this song is just so so on the nose and everything mm. about it just it it needs like one hint of subtlety and I would like it a lot more. But yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a good song. It's a dreamcatcher song, so obviously it's going to be a lot of J rock elements. Uh, it's it's going to be you know it's going to be fun. I don't know. I like dreamcatcher so. That's perfect. Um, I so the reason why I said I am so happy that you brought it up is because um, I wanted to talk about this song, even though I didn't connect with it. I think that's a very important thing to do in K-pop. You you can disagree with something without being disagreeable. So for me, I think Dreamcatcher does Dreamcatcher stuff really well. Um, this song in particular is that kind of evolution into uh, a more pop friendly, more accessible sound. Because I think, um, and they mentioned this on the show. Previously, it's very anime, um, J-Rock. This one kind of trends a little bit more towards K-pop accessible. Um, so I think that's a cool evolution of their sound, right? Um, the Dami's rap is very memorable. Um, you know, when she comes in, I understand now why she is so popular. You know, shouts to her. Um, and then the the vocal quality, I think, is just really... I wouldn't say... I guess surprising, right? Surprising in the sense that um, vocals can get easily lost when it's just like a rock song, right? Where it's like, for me, I think Jiu stands out for a song like this in a lot of ways where it's like, oh, wow. It's like they're, they're really incorporating the, the rock elements of a song and then still letting them sing and be vocalists. So, um, you know, shout out to them for kind of doing that. Uh, Nina, you and I talked about this song uh, before the recording. Um, we don't connect with Dreamcatcher, um, and that's totally fine. Again, not being disagreeable, internet. Um, but what are some of the elements as to why this kind of didn't work for you? Um, and what are the redeeming qualities as to why you think it's very popular or works for a lot of people? Yeah, I don't think... It's like you said, um, Dreamcatcher do Dreamcatcher really well. And they're super talented. Um, amazing vocalists, amazing dancers, amazing rap and everything. Um, I've liked a couple Dreamcatcher songs, but... Um, and I, you know, I like rock music. I like, I used to be a big J-Rock fan back in the day, but for some reason, Dreamcatcher has never quite clicked with me. Um, I will say this is toward one of my more liked Dreamcatcher songs. Um, I, I just looked up the lyrics while Zondi was talking there, and it's, <laughs> I like the idea of a song about, you know, climate yeah, change. Yeah, no, it's, I like, I like the idea. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, right it, yeah, their hearts are in the right place. That's it. Um, because it's quite... Uh, 
It's so on yeah. the nose. It's very on the nose. It's, it's a letter to the UN yeah. saying we need to do. <laughs> yeah, they they're now. literally they're writing a letter to the UN. Um, I hope they play this music video for them. Is it like this? Like the post-apocalyptic city? Like this is what's going to happen if you don't stop. <laughs> Right, like the doomsday, yeah, the, the doomsday uh, situation. It's like this is this is the world that we're yeah. going to live in <laughs> in two years from now. Um, yeah, no, it's I mean, and the the music video as well. I I I get what they're going for, but there's a couple of scenes where the green screen is kind of like. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that was what yeah, they were. <laughs> the music video. I mean, I like the idea again. Yeah, and the aesthetics are not bad. The colors good yeah. and everything. But yeah, there's a couple things where it's like, oh, the budget wasn't quite there for the full vision that they wanted to go for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's really there's like a bridge near the ends with like some piano, uh, and like some chanting in the background it's quite it's pretty epic it's epic, <laughs> epic. yeah great way yeah. to put it yeah I like think- when i listen to a Dreamcatcher song i appreciate it i i get what they're doing but i don't go to my way to listen to them that's all it really is yeah yeah no i'm, I'm it's, but, if you're a Dreamcatcher fan you'll like yeah yeah, yeah. and, and i think they're all the little cringy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i mean they've always had like a hint of cringe to them which is oh, i yeah. i like I like a little cringe in my K-pop sometimes, you know? We can't all be, uh... <laughs> we can't all be cool all the time. <laughs> and we can't all be Nina um, all the time, right? <laughs> so true. So true. I, and I'm very glad that they did finally win on a music show. Yes, um, twice. So congrats. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have it right here. So they won on Show Champion, um, and they mm-hmm. won on The Show this past week yeah. on April 26th, I believe is the date. Um, Feels good to see uh, someone's hustle getting recognized, you know? <laughs> They kept doing their thing, you know, they didn't switch up the concepts and uh they persevered. Yeah. They've <laughs> never they've never tried to mainstreamify, which I really mm-hmm, appreciate. Mm-hmm. They've they I mean, I don't want to say they've stayed in their little corner, but they've stayed in the, their <laughs> little corner of I mean, you know, they they appeal to a niche and mm-hmm. I'd say they do it really well. Um if you if you're into it then you're into it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you're not into it then you kind of won't be. Yeah, uh, I'm not the biggest Dreamcatcher fan, but I think this song is good. Uh, it is always uh, fun to uh, hear guitars in K-pop as well. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate it. And I think they do they do pull it off really well. I, I like in general, um, they're the the kind of J-rock that they do, a K-pop flavored J-rock is, <laughs> is is really good. I, in in my opinion, I mean, I mean, start to argue with right. No, I'm always right. You're always right. Always right. No, I think Dreamcatcher is definitely needed in K-pop because you do need something to interrupt the trend, what's popular, mm-hmm. what everyone is doing, right? Um, kind of a shock to the system because it does, for me, brings my attention to something else and I'm at least trying something to try to expand like what I understand and know about music, um, K-pop specifically. Um, with this song, I think, I don't know, I think I will probably try to go back to it because there are, elements of the song where I could just put this on and then while I'm playing video games or while I'm like at an anime mm-hmm. convention, or I can even probably hear this at an anime convention. Yeah. Zondi, you should come with us next time. Be a weeb. <laughs> weeb. Um, I mean, this is, this is anime opening music. He says it he's is, not a yeah. weeb, but <laughs> that's what dream, that's dream catcher, you know? <laughs> I mean, the first time, what did it debut with chase me in 2017? Mm-hmm. I yeah. was like, that song is so good. I, I, like it's straight out of an anime. 
I, I is thought, he the yeah. one that opens with the music box? Like, or is uh, that? No, I don't think so. I really like the one that has the music box at the beginning. That was one of the early ones. Can't remember which one. Yeah, it just opens with like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I really like Chase Me when it came out. I haven't quite been in the Dreamcatcher hole as others have, but uh, I do really enjoy what they bring. I think yeah. it almost feels like counterculture, right, Crispy? It almost does. <laughs> it's so against everything else that, that we listen to in K pop. It's, it's always great. I think that's an. An excellent way to put it, to frame it right. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll just lean into it. It's, it's counterculture in a lot of ways. And I think it's very needed counterculture. Counterculture, words are so hard today. Um, <laughs> because we need to kind of freshen and liven things up, right? And I think it's one of those where I think if other groups tried to do it to this degree, it'd be a little weird. But I do think we are starting to hear hints of a lot of these types of sounds incorporated in a number of different groups, whether it's boy groups, girl groups. Um, I think even... TXT is a little different, but I definitely can see that, like, without Dreamcatcher, the road to get to TXT, where they're at today, probably looks a lot different, um, mm. in my opinion, right? Because I think because Dreamcatcher has just said we're doubling and tripling and quadrupling down into this for how many years? Have they been out? Five years now? Four years now? Yeah, five saying? years. Yeah. Five years, yeah. Yeah, so it, it allows other experimentation. So whatever you think about TXT, it's like... You see this concept of their new release. It's like they are just like going all in with edgy emo angst kids. And I think a lot of that has to do with the road paved by Dreamcatcher. So shouts to them because they are great. And I like orange hair. <laughs> Hi, Sua. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Is it me now? Oh, man. My number yep. one track. All right. So I mentioned this. Pre-recording, we talked a lot pre-recording today, guys. Mm. So I chose this song one because I am a prisoner of the moment. Yes, I will admit <laughs> that. Um, you know, once you have that self-awareness, the rest of the world kind of just opens up to you, right? And two, recency bias because I literally heard this two days ago. I'm gonna put it here. It's here, guys. On Friday, we got Sigh produced and featuring Sugar. <laughs> that that um and i put that as my number one song for april um it's the return of Psy, everyone um you know for all those who you know may not be introduced to Psy, don't worry he is just doing the same music he's been doing for over a decade he's not fucking changed which to me i'm fine with because it's a meme he's out of control he's absurd he's so ridiculous um I mean, what was the uh, so the the last release in 2017, five years ago? Good lord, um, I love it. It's so absurd, like actually stupid. Um, and then um, I think the one that 2015 was Daddy. Those two songs are essentially <laughs> the same, They're like very like EDM, um, party rock, LMFAO sounding. But it's just like Psy, you're just out of control. Like you're you're. You're just insane, which is great. I love it. So with this song, it's an update. It does feel like it's you know produced by Suga. It has a little bit of a, a different, unique quality to it. But the way the song opens, where he talks about 2022, Psy coming back, and then he talks about the pandemic being over. It's like, if this was anyone else, I would have an issue because this song is outdated in six months. <laughs> Or perhaps we're still in a pandemic in six months. I don't know. The world's crazy right now. But it's sign. It's like, okay, yes, it's so stupid that it works. It's so stupid that it works. 
Um, definitely a kimchi western. Um, to me, this is the caricature of other people um, making for what Americans look like in the Wild West. <laughs> and I love it. I love that they're just like saying, you guys are ridiculous. You guys dance in the OK Corral and, you know, slap each other across the face. Um, I have set it up enough. Uh, I'll go to Zondi. <laughs> Zondi, how do you feel about hey. the return of Psy and, um, you know, our reintroduction as it will, as it as it is to uh, to his music and who he is as a person. It's Sai, you know. He's <laughs> he does his thing. He comes in, he sings the same song, and then he like shakes up all of K-pop, and then he leaves for like four years and goes dormant. And he's like, you know, I need my bag again. And then he comes back, uh, and this time he's come back, and, and he's back with Sugar, which is really <laughs> funny. I think that's so fun. It's so yeah. good. Uh, I, I, I'm not too much of a Psy fan. I mean, I think he's important. I mean, obviously. Obviously, he's important. Like, you know, we can't look at 2012 and not think about how important Gangnam Style was. Uh, um, but uh, I think his music is kind of whatever, right? It's just <laughs> memes. Uh, <laughs> I thought... The music video was funny. I thought the little cowboy cowboy stuff. I think making fun of America is funny. Yeah. Uh, I like the part where Sugar jumps in. That like cracked me up. Pretty like the superhero cool. landing. Right. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really funny. Uh, but I mean, I'm I'm not one to to. <laughs> To to listen to to that that and go, you know what? I fucking love this shit. But <laughs> I can totally see why you would. I can totally see why you would. It's so uh, stupid. But I I love it. Yeah, and he, he leans into the ridiculousness, but I don't think he he has like the music to for me to back it up. Really, <laughs> I don't like listening to the Psy songs. <laughs> but I think it's funny. I think Sugar's verse is good. Speaking uh, of Nina, do you have something? I feel like you're, you're connected with that with sugar here. Yeah, I um. Okay, first of all, I love the memes about sugar being the latest side girl because you know he always has like we've had like oh Susie, God, we've yeah. had Hyanna, we've had Gun, and now like sugar's the side girl. That's funny. Um, <laughs> I uh, I actually used to be a, a decent BTS fan like back in their early like I Need You era. Um, That's the best and, era. Yeah, <laughs> not to bring it up again, but that's when I was in Korea, so I got to see them do it a couple I times. Know, say, uh... <laughs> um, but you know, recently in the last couple of years, for whatever reason, I've sort of uh, lost my connection with them, and maybe didn't love some of their recent releases. But when I heard Sugar's verse in this, I was like, "Oh yeah, Sugar's good. Like that's good." <laughs> um, I thought he would like. First of all, Sai and Sugar, what a collaboration! for his comeback you know you get a bts member on the track and you just know it's gonna blow up of course um yeah it's i just thought sugar's rap was really fun in this and the music video first of all i love a yeehaw moment i love cowboy aesthetics i don't know what it is you guys know my favorite video game series is red dead redemption (laughs) you show me a cowboy i'm like all right let's go yeehaw Um, but yeah, the music video is so fun. The play fighting that they're not even trying to make it look real. And then it cuts to like Sugar cradling Psy. Like, 
some kind of renaissance yeah. painting yeah it's um i was just thinking while you were talking earlier it's been 10 years since gangnam style um which is wild um but like you watch this and it's like yeah that's we're saying dreamcatcher's good at doing dreamcatcher things here's sai doing his sai thing you know and it's exactly what you anticipated when you heard sai was coming back with sugar and yeah i mean you put this on at a party where i was drunk i would probably be jamming <laughs> it's a good time it's fun um i think sugar crushed it yeah I, I i like felt the the remnants of my time as a sugar stan coming back looking at this <laughs> you had a lot of angst in your life oh well yeah i mean <laughs> well I, I just i'm so confused because you just seem so you glow with so much <laughs> um radiant energy so oh i, I wasn't i was an emo kid ah. full middle school emo kid <laughs> so that's that and then the pipeline from emo kid to sugar fan i guess uh, yeah very clear pipeline <laughs> very clear trajectory to be honest if you think about it yeah, yeah. it's uh it's silly and it's fun and it's sigh what silly, else can you say fun sigh yeah i mainly <laughs> selected this song as my number one because i feel like the cultural impact um not just in korea but around the world is going to be tremendous this year because um, I think everyone immediately is going to relate back to Gangnam Style for sure with Sai. Um, people who aren't even like music fans, right? Who don't listen to music regularly will be like, oh, that's Gangnam Style guy. Oh, he's with the BTS group person? Yeah. Oh my God, maybe I should pay attention. <laughs> so, in like the big scope of everything, I think that is incredibly important, right? Because I think. Um, you know, South Korea has been popping off, which is like allowing other cultures to experience like Asian culture over the past three years. Uh, Parasite, and then we had some Squid Game this year, BTS and Blackpink, whatever you think about their music. But you know, grandparents in the Midwest are talking about them, amazing. And I think ultimately that is a net positive in the sense that we are now allowing the world to be a little bit more globalized, to be exposed to different kinds of people, people that look like me, even though I'm not Korean, like that's cool. Like an Asian <laughs> person is in your house. Ha, take that. Um, and I'm, I'm here for it, right? In my house? <laughs> I mean, right now? <laughs> 2, 2, 2 p.m., 2 a.m., which group is that? My house? The song that Youngin did on Girls Planet 999? I still cannot get over that. It's ridiculous. She is it's very inappropriate. 15, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but, yes, in your house, Nina, you have some Asian people yeah. I will be visiting. Um, but, again, like it really just goes to allowing like people of diverse cultures and a, a cultural exchange, right? And like we do need that in a world that is solely trying to acclimate back into uh, in-person reality. Um, because again, like we've all been in our homes, we've all been in our bubble. Even though the transition is happening, there are going to be a lot of uh, speed bumps along the way. And I think a lot of that can be alleviated with just having um, popular figures in entertainment not be just one palette. Right. And I think Psy is a great representation of that. I think BTS, with their added popularity already, will just make it much easier for Psy to uh, enter the homes of a number of people, like people around the world. So um, that, that's where I'm coming at it. Right. Again, like, I think I'm more close to what Zondi is saying, how this song is kind of just a ridiculous hot mess. Um, executed well, but just a hot mess. Um, so I don't actually like love love the song, but I love what the song represents, right? So mm -hmm. that's where I'm at. The song, um, Nina, 
And close this out. Anything else you want to say about um, Sai and your former love, Sugar? <laughs> God, I, re- I always end up revealing too much on these shows. <laughs> um, I was, there's a there's been a story that uh, Sai asked Sugar to produce the song, and he's like, "Okay, I'll produce the song." And then he shows up, and Sai was like, "Well, can you do a verse on the song?" And Sugar's like, "Okay," and then he's like. Okay, here's the choreography. <laughs> kind of got scammed into a uh, into the full featuring, um, but yeah, no, it's it's fun and it's like um, what are you saying? You know, it's 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 great to see more. You know, a couple years back, you couldn't name an East Asian in popular music. Um, like they're you know they're just it's been difficult for uh, for Asians to break through in the West in music for whatever reason. Um, and yeah, it's just great to see. Uh, more representation as always yeah i uh i whatever you think of bts and their recent music um on that front it's always amazing to see right 100 percent. yeah that positive that's what we're all about here that positive mm-hmm. um zondi any any yeah. final final thoughts um well actually like more of a specific question to the music video do you feel like sugar's dancing is a uh, surprise <laughs> to you because i was just like what <laughs> he can do um, this? he's a good dancer Sugar's the fourth best dancer in BTS. Yeah, he's one of the best. <laughs> he was actually a b-boy before he was in BTS. Do you not know this, Chris? Wait, hold on. Okay, he's so, a good dancer. Wait, I, I, I need to clarify why my brain was in this mode. <laughs> so I was hanging out with my friend yesterday for National Boba Day. Yes, I got Boba, everyone. And yeah. she mm-hmm. is a big army. So this is her perspective. You know, mm-hmm. she's seen them live a lot the past year. She went to both LA and Vegas. Multiple shows each day. She out of control, crazy. But she admits that Suga himself during these live performances sometimes have asses it. Mm. Or just like, you know, he's just like, whatever. Not in a bad way, he's but just some, like. Uh, yeah, he's had some injuries recently too, I think. He had a shoulder. Didn't he have a surgery or? Yeah. Sh- yes. Which is. Okay. Yeah. So Can't uh, go full out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, th- that clarifies a lot then because mm. I think in my mind frame was like, oh yeah, maybe he yeah. hasn't been the best dancer. Um, but no, he killed it in this music video i was like mm-hmm. so good it was really good to see him commit you know commit. like it would be easy for him to like you know try to act cool or like think about his image or whatever but i'm glad that he went all in on the concept you know like yeah, if you're going to be in a side, in a side video, video you yeah gotta... you gotta commit <laughs> yeah appreciated uh, that uh, my final question to zondi is would you find yourself in the kimchi western that is the side music video and which outfit would you like? <laughs> would you like size outfit where he's got the uh, the lavender tassels? Yes. Uh, or would you like uh, Suga's more clean, cream colored, um, you know, cowboy outfit that he superhero jumps in? Suga kind of looks like a pimp, kind of. We're just all about pimps today. Pimps and pimps with your cane, yeah. Yeah, with my pimp cane. I'm just sad that neither of them put a cowboy hat on. Actually, I think Suga uh, does at the end, <laughs> but more I'm cowboy not- hats. I, I I can't lie. I'm not quite as into the uh, the, the, the the Western aesthetic as you know. God, I, I think it started the, off as ironic, and now somehow I'm just now here. you just want the John yeah. Mars to see so bad. And, uh, All right, yeah. let's wrap it up. Amazing. Yes, um, that was our music recap for this month in Soju Talk Music. God, I love this. To answer so your question, good. Crispy. I would, okay. I would probably wear like a, a denim shirt and uh, some white trousers and a cowboy hat. Nice. That is kind of fire. Holy crap! We need a photo of that in the uh, fashion channel. By the way, you don't have to show your face. It's fine. 
but just give <laughs> us the fit, please. I can't not I can't not think about it anymore. Um, but let's wrapping it up. Great music discussion, everyone. Amazing. Um, a lot of variety in music. I think it's just so much music this month that was not super impactful, but I think we did find elements of why K-pop is such a varied genre that, you know, we did cling on to certain things. Um, yeah, and I think the introduction, the reintroduction of, of Psy into the rest of the world is going to have uh, an effect. Don't know what it is yet, but an effect on just how we listen and view K-pop moving forward. All right, uh, a quick recap on the Soju chart for this month. I think the only standout um, bit of news is that Dreamcatcher, as of last week, has their second crown. Um, they're in the running for Hall of Spice. This would be their second song in Hall of Spice, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. In to uh, yeah. to Warren's chagrin. To, to right, yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. Good for them. Um, anything stand out for you, Zondi, as far as the, the chart this week, this month? I wish Glitch won. That's mm. all I have to say. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're we... right there. They're right there. Or she was right there. So close. Yeah. Yeah, Why we. Uh, her habit. Glitch would have deserved. <laughs> um, I I tried to you know I I was surprised to see uh very very and I I gave them a listen and I guess I don't hear it. <laughs> yeah, it I right. have them as a as an alternate and it's a mm. it's a boy group song. <laughs> this this month in particular or at the last couple months actually have been great for um upbeat boy group enthusiasts like myself mm-hmm. um uh brand new music's new group debuted with a very cutesy almost a little too cutesy for me uh unite and um dkz with cupid so there's been a lot of um yeah um great times if you're a a fresh, cute boy group lover, and then there's very, very. If you're not <laughs> fresh, cute boy group lover for a fresh, cute person like yourself, <laughs> I-, I walked into that one. <laughs> Moving on to our Queendom Two overview this month, um, we got a couple episodes that came out. Um, we have a challenge specifically that we're going to talk about. So, our favorite moments of the past three weeks. Um, the cover song challenge. Zondi in his glory put uh, the Luna song in his top three this month. <laughs> Rightfully so. Well deserved. Um, but Zondi, is, was there anything else that stood out to you as far as performances, interactions, or memorable moments from the past month of Queendom 2? Uh, my favorite part of Queendom is anytime Unsan Sinbi do anything. <laughs> Literally anything. You yeah. took my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're actually like, dating. They're actually yeah. dating. <laughs> they just remind me of what it's like for me to hang out with my friends. Mm. Um, I uh, I absolutely love the moment when uh, and so was about to take Shinbi out to fight in the parking lot after mm. Phoebe's put <laughs> Cosmic Girls underneath them. <laughs> That was so good. Yeah. I can just... Shindy's been a star. I Sorry. Oh, for no, sure. She's yeah, stood out so much. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. She's leaning into the character. Um, I can just yeah. feel the sarcasm <laughs> oozing between the two of them every time they're in a shot together. It's just so just like... Like, I love this. I This is my life with people I know and love so much. Um, Yeah, I love the way they that are she... They're very hashtag relatable. 
Yeah, <laughs> right? So much. Um, I, I love how she calls her sweetie. It's so much yeah. like, disdain in her voice. It's just like, oh, <laughs> this is good. I need more. Um, Unsua has like really popped off too. A lot of ways her mm-hmm. her facial expressions her sarcasm her just like like loud energy is just like all up in this um well, well i'll touch on it a little bit but in the most recent episode where they um select the unit songs and so comes to the middle of the uh the scene and she is just loud and saying i will pick this group or this one with like everyone like looking at her. It's like, what is she gonna mm. do? I don't know. And she just like, has zero fucks given. And it's like, yep, yep, yep. Great, great, great. Um, Nina, favorite moments, mm. favorite song, favorite cover of the past three weeks. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, we've all said that uh, "Shake It" by Luna is our absolute favorite. Um, I've been, man. You know, I, I'm I'm a Brave Girls fan, and. Uh, Show's been stressing me out a little bit on that part. Um, I thought their mask performance was really good. I thought um, it was good, yeah. Yeah, I think they've been performing really well. My biggest complaint is that their stylists have no idea what's trendy. Um, so they always, <laughs> their outfits always look just out of fashion, you know? Like they're, <laughs> which is tough when they're already, you know, fighting the the ageism. And when I saw them come out for mask and one of them had like, oh, anyway, <laughs> their, their outfits are my biggest complaints. I think their performances have been great. Their remix was great. The concept was great. And um, I I don't know. I feel like this, I think I complained about this last time we talked about Guido. <laughs> There's just this prejudice against brave girls and they do not deserve to be in last place at all. Um, so that's stressing me out. <laughs> um, but Besides that, um, I've really been enjoying. Um, I've been enjoying Unha being the cutest person on earth. In- um, incredible. Honestly, yeah, incredible. it's like you know she's playing it up, but it's okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. Every time she does anything, I'm just I'm screaming. Uh, <laughs> she's she, unreal. Does she have the best posture on the show? Yeah. Or is that just like yeah. always uppity and just like? <laughs> what yeah she's she's a doll she's an actual doll um i i enjoyed kepler's performance too i know they um they had a few mistakes and stuff like that but it was nice to see them have more of a concept and some props and things like that because you know their Mm -hmm. first round was uh yeah i thought they really stepped it up and i think they're uh they're doing the best they can (laughs) being a rookie group and that sort of thing um so and we i feel like we've already been seeing them improve um, so I think that's the biggest thing that they'll be able to take away from Queendom is, uh, you know, just getting some performances under their belt and that sort of thing. So, um, also I don't think Hyolin deserved full marks for her So What performance. <laughs> I think she deserved it for her first term, her, uh, Touch My Body, but I don't know. I don't know why everyone liked So What so much (laughs) let's get into that a little bit so my feeling about it is that i think people in the audience and then people who vote um immediately i think it's the global like virtual vote um it's quite frankly being a prisoner of the moment right and Mm -hmm. i think it's just the fact that she closed the show she had a lot of energy um you know the the, uh, the legacy of what she represents um on on the technical aspect, I mean, she does some really great things. You know, her vocals are always just very impactful for a stage mm-hmm. performance. Um, whether or not, you know, you need to belt out at that key all the time, 
you know, it's that's subjective, but I think <laughs> on a show, it, it captures you, right? It engages you. So I can understand why that's the case. It's just you need to zoom out if you're if if it's a competition show that you, you're trying to judge objectively, right? And I, I was definitely uh, a prisoner of the moment, like immediately after the show. But then I gave it a couple of days and I watched the stages separately. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that wasn't the, the number one performance. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was definitely Luna and then a close second for me and I think this is where I differ from a lot of people I, I'm i going to throw it to you guys what do you guys think I had VVZ as number two with the nat- mm. natural um, I can understand like the things that weren't perfect with that performance but I think the fact that it's three of them and that they utilized the stage to give you the three members characters well enough or it's like yeah no if you're talking about like Yoden being number one, then I don't see why BBZ can't be two or three like in the upper tier if this impact is the same, right? Because like you have Hyoden as the solo performer, so she gets all the stage time focus. So BBZ, similarly, it's like, yeah, I think they pulled that off pretty well. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I think it's it's been a really compelling show. Um sad for Brave Girls. I hope something happens where they don't get eliminated because they, they are working real hard. Their stages are quite good. It's just people aren't voting for them. So I don't know, man. Um, Zandi, how do you feel about Brave, Brave Girls? Yeah, I think it's it's really sad. It's just, I mean, it's in large part just because they don't seem to have the dedicated fandom. Or mm-hmm. I think they're also not being given the best material all the time. Uh, at least, like, I thought the mask performance was really good, but, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's almost entirely not their fault. <laughs> right? It, it just completely sucks for them. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but. Yeah, I kind of, uh, yeah, I had that thought too, that like from the voting, you know, when you're there, you vote, you get two votes, you vote for your bias group, you vote for another one, and the two the bottom two ranking ones as well, they did Pool Party and Mask, which are probably songs that most people in the audience didn't know. You know? Like, the other songs, they hear Shake It, they're like, oh yeah, I know Shake It. Or you hear, like, Unnatural, you're like, oh yeah, I know this song. But then Mask and Pool Party, the average... If you're not a Kepler fan, not a Brave Girls fan, you might not have heard those songs before. <laughs> which also could have worked against them, I think, for votes. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Because um, I think that pairing was just really difficult for both one brave girls songs just not historically well known and kepler uh they have three, three songs so good luck find one don't perform you plus me equals love please god but no we're not getting any uh, that's the best kepler song let's be real yeah yeah i um i don't know it may be my bias i i thought mask was a top three performance um Cosmic Girls was a letdown for me. Uh, I didn't love that performance. I think it was mostly the remix of Nevalera. Um, yeah, just didn't do it remix. for me. I, I think them reducing the tempo wasn't really good. Yeah, it, it kind of lost the vibes. Um, so they I lost like me a bit on that one. Dance, yes. Really yeah, she did great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, my, my top three were definitely Luna, Brave Girls, VVs, I would say. Um, and I think Kepler did their best. <laughs> Yeah. And I think Kyolin performed well, but also uh, uh, probably my least favorite Luna title track. 
<laughs> no, I like it over Paint the Tom. Mm. Why Not is definitely the top girl crush Luna title track. Yeah. I in my opinion. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I won't get into it. <laughs> anyway, tangent. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just didn't connect with Yolanda's performance, I guess. So. Yeah. It's an, I'm not the target audience for that. <laughs> I think that that thing also that that whole performance was for it was definitely built for the live audience, mm-hmm. and it was it's like a whole thing where it's like, hey, look how I can fill up a stage, and she did a good job of that. But yeah, it's just not. Yeah, she know, sang well, she danced well, but yeah, <laughs> great great execution, but not a song that I went back and listened to very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the remix wasn't that great. I don't I don't think like the vocal embellishments were necessary. I yeah, just felt like a little bit too much belting. Yeah, very, much. very Hyoden. It's just like, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna make it's like, this we my get it. Song. We know you can sing, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she went pretty happy. My top three is probably Luna, then PBZ, and then Luna again. <laughs> First of all, yes, great list. Um, second of all, we're aligned with BBZ. BBs. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, no, I I love that performance. Um, I think Tearaway Clothes are the MVP of this show, to be honest. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And Canes. I think we've established Canes are very important to our lore. Yeah, regular Canes. Yeah. We love a we love a costume change, a quick change. Yeah. 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 Just Canes, just regular Canes. Raising Canes. Yeah. Um, And then mirrors. um, This mirror does not have cocaine on it. So it's very clean, very cool effect. Um, that's a reference to the yeah, main I... show, by the way. Heads up. <laughs> <laughs> I do not do cocaine, guys. Promise. The 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 mirror thing. I was like, what? I was like, whoa, this is really cool. And then I thought about it, and I was like, wait, imagine being in the audience and just looking down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that one wasn't for the live audience. Yeah, yeah. I hope they projected that somewhere on a screen. <laughs> At least give the effect, Ooh. but. It was great for us. But, you know. um, I am. I'm looking forward to the the mixed stages, the dance and the vocal. Um, I'm looking forward to, especially Hikaru and Dion from oh, yeah. Kepler being able to show off. Um, they're good, good dance, good kids. <laughs> I I don't know, like, uh, Hyolin and Minyoung. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of uh, high notes. A lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Big belts. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm anticipating. I'm I'm tentatively anticipating. Yeah. How about you, yeah, I, I, I mentioned it in the pre-show, uh, like before, <laughs> when we were talking before the show, but we talked about our favorite moments, and by far my least favorite moment was when uh, Luna and Kepler started singing Downpour by IOI, and I started <laughs> bawling on the spot. <laughs> That was just mean. Uh, but I'm just honestly, I'm so glad they didn't do it. Like, I think it would have been a fine performance. I think. It do you guys? Do you guys know who wrote Downpour? I, I can't yeah, remember. It was Woozy who by wrote... Seventeen. Oh yes. wow! Yeah. Wow, like, that's crazy. Do you know wow. him? I feel like you know him, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not. I can't. I can't really yeah. remember. I might. Yeah. yeah. I I also <laughs> just think it would be super fucked up because Young Jung is in the <laughs> Yes. Like, poor girl. That would be messed <laughs> poor, up. Poor girl. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that moment came to be on the show, but good job, producers, for like twisting a knife into our backs and hearts. It's <laughs> a good song. Yeah, which is great like song. All of the elements in that song that came together—it's like you're really going to 
practice downpour right now for us. It's like, okay. It's like IOI. Yeah, like- I mean, just the fact that there is a video of Kim Lip and Jin Sol singing IOI downpour has destroyed my entire life. The song that they're going to actually did they reveal and I haven't watched the episode, they but did, did they? Yeah. yeah. So they're doing "Don't Go" by EXO, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. First of all, masterpiece. Early EXO. Well, EXO's yeah. discography in general, they've got some Super great B sides, but it's also very funny because in this stage in Kingdom, for some reason, one of the dance teams chose to do "Wolf" by EXO. Oh, oh I love that. Yeah, I, I, I come. I yeah. mean, I didn't watch Kingdom, but the, I I love that so much. It's it's. I mean, I we're actually, ironically about... think Wolf is a pretty fun choreography. <laughs> you know, we talk about how sometimes you need a little cringe in K-pop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I, I love the appreciation for the old EXO discography. They're so right for that. Yeah, EXO <laughs> yeah. had some great B sides. I like how B sides are getting some attention. Mm-hmm. And just in general, right? Um, the other song from Hyorin and help me, I can't know. Min, Min Young, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was about to say a different person, <laughs> but I knew Listen. that was not, not correct. Um, is uh, Bo- Boba Gun 4, Bull 4, mm-hmm. um, yeah. to my youth, yeah, yeah great song, yes. great song, which is their like, oh. most popular song, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it was like their first song, yeah. Um, but it's cool that they're, they're going all the way back into like Bullet mm-hmm. Gun 4, right? And it was yeah. just a very interesting mm-hmm. selection. I was like, oh, you're, you're doing that. All right. <laughs> also, because like they just sound very different from what I know of Hyorin. Yes. Yeah. It's, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, the I two of them are both well. belters and both uh, are not belting. I mean, they had a whole, uh, <laughs> not the spoiler, you know, but they had a whole thing about how they need to sing more high notes in the show. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, they previewed the song a bit. It's uh, very different from the original. Oh dear! Um, if you like Anjian's uh, airiness, you're 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 not getting any of that. I, I don't think Min Young or Hyorin could pull that off. Yeah, for a full song. Um, shout out to Soul, by the way. We didn't talk about that yeah. song, but no. I, I think mm-hmm. it's a very pleasant song. Yeah, always. I feel like everything they release is just a pleasant little song. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say that it's it's just Young now. It's one person. She is the bowl. She is bowl one. Yeah, she is. She's oh. all four bowls. Yeah, all, all, four, she's all four of the bowls. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Okay. Well, um, that is over Queendom two discussion. Um, we'll probably do a, a complete show wrap up next month. I think is what mm-hmm. that, that that will probably work out to be. All right. Uh, closing thoughts. Um, we're gonna start with Zondi. It was your birthday no. recently. How was your birthday? What did you do? And did you just say no to responsibilities for an entire week? Uh, to answer the last question, yes, I, I <laughs> gave myself a week off of doing literally anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, and to answer your other question, it was really good. I didn't do much. Uh, I had to go into uni for stuff, but then after that, I just kind of called a couple of friends. Uh. All three of my housemates separately, like not separately, but uh, in a coordinated effort to ruin my life, each got me boba. So I had three <laughs> bobas that day. Well, you can always say that, but I'm sure Love you that. just drank them all at the same time. <laughs> and, then, and then later on in the week, uh, we went out for dinner as a house and then we got a couple of friends together and we just hung out. Uh, nice. So it was really nice in general. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna get myself a birthday present probably soon. At some point, I'll probably buy like a 
a nice guitar or a nice monitor, one of the two or both. You play guitar? I play yeah. a lot of instruments, Chris. <laughs> we are going to start that band. <laughs> True. What is happening? My brain is about to explode. Nino plays piano. John plays <laughs> guitar. I just do nothing. Fine. I'll just be the friend that stands in the back. It's okay. I love you, both of you. <laughs> um, no, that's an amazing birthday. It's you know very very wholesome, very low key. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I've uh, uh, I've also stopped work, so uh, Easter break is over, so I'm no longer working. But my paycheck did come in, so I'm feeling very rich at the moment. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, amazing. Uh, really happy. You know, one day we'll all celebrate with you. That is the <laughs> conclusion. He is now uh, the legal drinking age in America, which is I'm 21, the, maybe. the dumbest legal drinking age I've ever heard in my entire life. But <laughs> I mean, they're all dumb. They're all made up. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're American, so we're all just yeah, dumb. Just weird choices. Made up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nina, how was the second half of your month? <laughs> and how was the start of work? <laughs> Yeah, uh, COVID really knocked me out uh, for a solid week. Um, even though I was triple boosted, it was still a really bad case. So, you know, um, stay safe. Triple boosted <laughs> mean that you have five shots. <laughs> I, I triple, triple vax. Sorry. I have my two shots and my booster. Um, and I'm very thankful for that because if I didn't, I imagine it would have been even worse. So, as long as um, like, literally, that's yeah, not correct. Listen, <laughs> I just, I, I just kind of go there whenever I feel like it and just get another shot. I've gotten like, 20. I just think this is so funny <laughs> the idea of Nina having like, I yeah. mean, like you're, you're like, you're the Thanos of, uh, yeah, I, I like scam them. I go down and tell them I haven't had it and I just get another one. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to COVID vaccines. <laughs> yeah. But, and luckily, I, uh, I got better. Actually, my first, my very first day of work, I had to work from home because I was still barely testing positive. Um, but then I've been able to go in the office every day since then, and it's been awesome. Um, I'm really enjoying my new job. Um, I really like everyone I work with, and I am I love getting paid to write, which is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm walking to work every day, and the sun is out, and um, yeah, goodbye seasonal depression. <laughs> Let's go spring. <laughs> Crispy, yes. Crispy, hold on, yes, sir. So, so I was having a conversation with Nina at some point, and she doesn't seem to believe that she has good writer vibes, which I think are very real. <laughs> would would d- you or would you not agree with me that she has good writer vibes? Yeah, she has incredible, amazing, glowing writer vibes. I feel that. 100%. You can't ask Crispy because whatever you ask him, he's just gonna say <laughs> I'm yeah. Sorry, Nina. All I'm hearing is agreement. So. <laughs> Yes, my uh, I am a content writer. That is my, and I'm also an SEO specialist, <laughs> which is hilarious. And then on the side, you write novels. Got it. Yeah, under a p- secret pen name that I'll never tell oh. you. <laughs> if you don't tell us, but you know, hint at certain titles we should be looking out for. Okay, so okay. I can buy multiple <laughs> copies of the book and not ask you to author. Uh, <laughs> autograph autograph it the no autograph from the author wow those two things came together in my brain uh no amazing that you like you, you found a job that you love and appreciate and that you get to do um you know something that you're good at you know writing i want to read something that you write one day and um you know sunshine and walking to work Gosh. yeah man that's such a great setup 
Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, my month has been mostly about work. Um, yeah, just slowly getting back into the office. I've been into the office once a week so far. Uh, it's not required yet that we get back in. Um, I don't have a desk technically. So <laughs> I have to check in with a coworker who's on my team if I can use his desk and space every time I want to go in. He's not in either. So um, I think he just said, that, yeah, just use it whenever. It's like, okay, cool. Because uh, I need a monitor. I need to see things on a, a larger screen. Uh, spreadsheets, stuff. Ha <laughs> ha. Adult stuff. Ha. Huh, spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's actually what working is. Spreadsheets. Adults is just yeah. Literally every single job I've had, I've had to make at least five spreadsheets. Oh yeah. I've got a ton of spreadsheets already. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually adulting. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Spreadsheets. It's this is this is where we're at. Uh, yeah. Um but I got a bike. So I can bike Ooh. to the bus. Um and the bus ride is only about an hour away. Um, which I'm okay with. Uh but but I, I don't know yet if I will exactly take that op- offer because there's no traffic in the Bay Area right now. So it still takes, it only takes me like 30 minutes of what usually can take over an hour of a commute. So it's like, mm, I don't know, but also like it's nice and sunny and that would be kind of nice to just ride a bike and go on a bus for an hour and like read something. Then that means I got to take the bus back home. I don't know, a lot of things to weigh. But um, yeah, I think you and I are very similar right now in that we are exploring the outside world to a commute yeah. to work. It's, yes. It's Going cool. outside. Crazy. Imagine. <laughs> um, yeah. And the work's been great for me too. Um, connecting with my coworkers. Um, we're all fairly remote, um, but our team, well, my team um, like onboarding process is to have one-on-ones with all the different members of the groups uh, of the group. Um, stakeholders, you know, adult lingo. Huh? <laughs> um, and, you know, I've slowly talked to everyone to this point. Um, one person is a big K pop fan. Um, <laughs> she gives off the energy. So she's just kind of introverted, but she gives off the energy of like, don't talk to me unless it's about K pop. <laughs> she's like, haha, whatever. So I am the person, I'm the obnoxious friend, if, if you don't, don't already know, that will in group chats say, hey, did you listen to this song? And then she'll just be like, I don't know this person, I'm leaving. But then she'll be like, yes, I do know that song later on. We already have a great dynamic there. A lot of the sarcasm is just oozing between the two of us. So I think that has kept me very sane, very happy to go to work. Um, but overall, my team is great. Everyone's very kind and empathetic and have been really supportive to help me learn the job. I think in any work situation, that's the hope. That's the dream, right? So very fortunate for that. I think that's it. Anything else? What are you guys looking forward to for spring and uh, essentially summertime in like less than two months? Well, um, I have exams soon, so I have to look forward to uh, but also, uh, two of my Eyes One girls are going to be debuting. So mm. I'm also looking forward to that. Less Oh, that, right. That is exciting. Yep. That is very exciting. <laughs> I hope it's good. That will be in May, because it's coming out in May, guys. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that it's coming in May. Yes. <laughs> so we are covering that in the May show, even yeah. though this will be coming out in May. We will be covering. Jaywon and Sakura in May. Just want to repeat. Um, I've also heard a rumor that on May 27th, um, 17 might be releasing an album. 
So yeah. We have a big three: Lucero, Fim, Seventeen, and Kendrick Lamar are all dropping this month. Dang, uh, that big three is gonna be so good. Yeah, looking forward to May. Um, looking it's forward the- to putting Kendrick on my top three. Yeah, so please do. <laughs> Kendrick Opa. <laughs> you joke. I hope <laughs> I've cheated on the past two now, so. Yeah, you have. What yeah. was the last one you cheated on? I put um, on. you put Unbi on his yeah. uh, oh. March list when it came out in April. <laughs> to be fair, we did record that at a time where it, there's a little yes. bit of overlap, so I was yeah. like, I was okay with that. <laughs> I think I cheated too. Yeah, but... neither of you put it on your charts, and so now you can't. So. Well, I I actually before you showed up uh, when we were talking before the show, I did say I I wanted to, but we already talked about it so much last month, yeah. so I decided not to. Yeah. <laughs> but it is probably actually. My number That's two my of the month, yeah. <laughs> but we we dedicated too much time to it uh, last month, so we went hard on that song. Yeah, we really did. <laughs> good, good on you, Zondi. See, you, you you help us explore different avenues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think I think we're done for the month, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I think we covered it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would like to officially, <laughs> formally, just you know, put a stamp on this. Say I love and adore both of you, Zondi and Nina, for coming onto the show, doing this with me every month. Honestly, it's the highlight of my month in a lot of ways. Um, it it reminds me that there are real people who enjoy this stuff. Um, in the same way that I do um, and even in slightly different ways you know Kendrick Lamar being K-pop now so um, yeah no I do thank and appreciate both of you for sticking by me it means a lot (laughs) thanks for always having us (laughs) yeah All right, uh, signing out thank you everyone for listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast episode 46 Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast discord. This has been the Soju Talk Nation for the very intelligent and hardworking Zondi and the very attractive Nina. This is Crispy. Bye. Bye.